Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Saturday, and this is the end of the third week in Advent. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen and Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago... God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by his Son. A reading from 2 Samuel, chapter 23. These are the last words of David. David, the son of Jesse, speaks. David, the man who was raised up so high. David, the man anointed by the God of Jacob. David, the sweet psalmist of Israel. The Spirit of the Lord speaks through me. His words are upon my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The rock of Israel said to me, The one who rules righteously, who rules in the fear of God, is like the light of the morning at sunrise, like a morning without clouds, like a gleaming of the sun on a new grass after rain. Is it not my family God has chosen? Yes, he has made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreement is arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and success. But the godless are like thorns to be thrown away, for they tear the hand that touches them. One must use an iron tool to chop them down. They will be totally consumed by fire. These are the names of Davis' mightiest warriors. The first was Jash. Hobim, the Hakmonite, who was the leader of the three, the three mightiest warriors among David's men. He once used his spear to kill 800 enemy warriors in a single battle. Next in rank among the three was Eliezer, son of Dodai, a descendant of Ahoa. Once Eliezer and David stood together against the Philistines when the entire Israelite army had fled. He killed Philistines until his hand was too tired to lift his sword, and the Lord gave him a great victory that day. The rest of the army did not return until it was time to collect the plunder. 
next in rank was Sama, son of Agi from Harar. One time the Philistines gathered at Lehi and attacked the Israelites in the field full of lentils. The Israelite army fled, but Shammah held his ground in the middle of the field and beat back the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Once during the harvest, when David was in the cave of Adullam, the Philistine army was camped in the valley of Rephaim. The three, who were among the thirty, an elite group among David's fighting men, went down to meet them there. David was staying in the stronghold at the time, and a Philistine detachment had occupied the town of Bethlehem. David remarked longingly to his men, Oh, how I would love some of that good water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem. So the three broke through the Philistine lines, drew some water from the well by the gate of Bethlehem, and brought it back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out as an offering to the Lord. The Lord forbid that I should drink this, he exclaims. This water is as precious as the blood of these men who risked their lives to bring it to me. So David did not drink it. These are examples of the exploits of the three. Abishai, son of Zeruiah, the brother of Joab, was the leader of the thirty. He once used his spear to kill three hundred enemy warriors in a single battle. It was by such feat that he became as famous as the three. Abishai was the most famous of the trinity of the thirty and was their commander, uh, though he was not one of the three. There was also Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, the valiant warrior from Kabziel. He did many heroic deeds, which included killing two champions of Moab. Another time, on a snowy day, he chased a lion down into a pit and he killed it. Once, armed with only a club, he killed an imposing Egyptian warrior who was armed with a spear. Benaiah wrenched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with it. Deeds like this made Benaiah as famous as the three mightiest warriors. He was more honored than the other members of the thirty, though he was not one of the three, and David made him captain of his bodyguard. Other members of the thirty included Asahel, Joab's brother, El-Hananan, uh, son of Dodo from Bethlehem, Shammah of Harad, Elikah from Herod, Helzab from Pelan, Ira, son of Ikash from Tekoa, Ebiezer from Anatoth, Sibekai from Husha, Zalman from Ahoah, Maharai from Netophah, Helid from Baana from Netophah, Itthai from Ribai in from Gibeah, the land of Benjamin, Benaiah from Pirathon, Hurai from Nahali Gaash, Abi Alban from Arabah, Azmaveth from Baharuim, Eliaba from Shaalban, and the sons of Jashin, Jonathan the son of Shagi from Harar, Ahiam from Shahar from Harar, Eliphelet son of Ashabai from Maaka, Eliam from Ahitopal from Gillo, Hezro from Carmel, Paariah from Araba, Eagle, son of Nathan from Zobah, Bani from Gad, Zelek from Amon, Naharai from Beroth, the armor-bearer of Joab, son of Zeruiah, Ira from Jatir, Gareb from Jahitir, Uriah the Hittite. There were 37 in all. 
David's final words exalt and rejoices in God's favor and boasts in God's promise to sustain his family, the house of David on the throne of Israel. As David passes away, though, his memory becomes Israel's hope. In Jesus, God will fulfill God's promise to David in the most surprising of ways. David was a warrior, and now as the time of David comes to an end, those who fought with David and for David, those who were formidable in battle and loyal in their service to David from those days that he first fled from Saul to the very last battle, have their exploits written into the story. Notice uh, how how broad uh, David's uh, 30 uh, men are. Uh, how they come from all kinds of different tribes and different places, not even necessarily among the tribes of Israel, but are brought into it uh, through their loyalty uh, to David uh, and all-encompassing uh, there as well. As we had learned earlier, uh, these men come not necessarily from uh, from the, the top of society or from the landowning class, but but from those who are closer to the earth, uh, and a lot, of course, from David's hometown of Bethlehem and from his own tribe of Judah. But through all of all of these exploits, all of uh, these these warrior tales, what draws David close to God is actually David's faith and his loving response to God's grace for him. It is in his love for God and in his integrity and in keeping covenant that David reflects God's own heart. In the way that he rules, as a shepherd rules with equity and in the name of the Lord and for the care of his flock, David is shown to be righteous. This begins not just when he is king, but, but from his earliest days in the way in which he treats the people that he defends, that he looks over, and the people that he leads. At the same time, it is David the warrior, a man as violence that has throughout this whole story seemed so troubling. What may be most surprising about Jesus is that while he is David's heir, he wins his victory over the power of sin and death without violence. In fact, it is by laying down his life for the sake of the world that he saves the world and defends them from their enemy. It is almost as if in fulfilling the promise of the Messiah, God has now taken away the sin that loomed most large over the house of David the violence that won David and his mighty men fame. Jesus brings about peace and brings healing to the world. And by the power of his love, he overcomes the power of sin and death and wins the victory. By the power of his love, he brings life to the world and its people. And he shows us the way of peace. As we have just learned the name of David's closest companions, including the three that surround him, we also know the names of Jesus' companion, including the inner circle, the three, Peter, James, and John. They are famous for their obedience to the way of their Lord and for their faithfulness in proclaiming the good news of God's kingdom. Like their master, they are men and also women sent to bring peace and life to the world. And Peter's strength and glory is proclaimed in that through him, By the power of the Holy Spirit, speaking through him, the Lord saved more than 3,000 on a single day by bringing them to repentance and faith in the Messiah and counting them among the faithful. David's mighty men may have slain their thousands, but Jesus' followers have have saved, have saved, 
have saved and given life to their ten thousands on ten thousands. And this was only because the Spirit of the Lord rested on them, so that they could give life, the life that they had been given, now in Jesus' name. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially this morning, we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, and for all of your gifts of healing and forgiveness that you pour out on us for the communion of faith within your church, and for the gift of relationship with others through which you strengthen our faith and sustain us in this life. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people for the ministries, for the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare or division, conflict, for those who are sick, especially those who are sick with COVID, for those who are mourning, for those who work to bring about peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, and for those who bring life and peace and healing and wholeness to those who are sick and comfort and joy to those who are mourning. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good, render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.